Today on CityCast Salt Lake, something strange is brewing at the Capitol. A resolution was passed last week that would limit press access to legislators. I called up the Salt Lake Tribune's Brian Schott for the scoop, as one does. And don't worry, at the end of the show, we're going to let a little light in. It's Tuesday, February 15th, 2022. I'm Ali Vallarta, and this is CityCast Salt Lake. Brian Schott, welcome to CityCast Salt Lake. Thanks for being here. I appreciate the time. Thank you for the invite. You've been pretty vocal this session that press access at the ledge has been problematic. Um, Just for folks who aren't familiar with the process of getting a press pass or accessing legislators during the session, what's the normal protocol? Back in 2020, before, you know, the world went to hell because of the pandemic, journalists could access the House and Senate floor before they uh, got down to business. Okay. On the House side, there's a hallway on the north side of the chamber that uh, we would go in to do interviews. We wouldn't wait for people there, but we could meet pe- pe- people there or text them and say, hey, I'm in the north hallway if you want to step off the floor and come t- talk to me. Um, on the Senate side, uh, pretty much the same rules. But if you really want to talk to someone, you know, that's a great place to get them because you know that they're going to be on the floor. And if you catch them at the right time, then you can ask a few qu- questions. Yeah. That feels reasonable. Last year in the 2021 session, because of the pandemic, uh, we weren't allowed to go on the floor at all. And that's fine. You know, again, they had all sorts of restrictions. But as the session went along, a lot of those restrictions or a lot of the safety measures that they put in place, things started to loosen up, uh, except for us. Uh, But, you know, if those restrictions are still in place, it is entirely possible for a lawmaker to hide from the press the entire session. And that's great for them. But if you but but if I want to ask some questions about their bills or about uh, uh, things that 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 they said or or try to figure out what they're thinking, you know, I, I can't get access. I can text them, but they have the option of not texting me back. I can call. They don't have to answer their phone. I can call their interns or get hold of their interns, get a message to them. But again, uh, it's a lot harder for them to avoid me when I'm right there. Mm-hmm. So things were changed in 2020. This year, they basically remained the same. And it sounds like it was maybe an excuse to avoid going back to normal protocol. You all have pushed back on this in order to try and regain your normal access. Are there now things that are being proposed that would further restrict your access? Senator Mike McKell has proposed a a Senate rule, and this rule basically adds another step or two to the process and shields lawmakers a little bit further. So what they do is under this new rule, um, I cannot go into the Senate chamber pretty much at all unless I have permission uh, from someone in the Senate. Um, and that's odd. It's, it's all about controlling our access to lawmakers. Um, and, and what they're going to say is they're going to say every single day, uh, Senate le- leadership goes and does a media availability with the press. Uh, and they sit down and they answer questions. Well, some days that's 10 minutes, you know, um, and you've got 15 reporters there and everybody and every TV station, um, you know, and, I understand why they do that because they want to limit the exposure. Uh, and so, so they can kind of control which stories come out of it. Right. If these new rules go into uh, place, what's going to happen is I will text or call or email the Senate person and say, Hey, can I talk to Senator so-and-so 
first questions coming back is what about, well, you know, sometimes if, if, if I were to say, you know, it's, it's, it's a campaign finance question or a question about this controversial school bill, you know, I can almost guarantee the answer is going to come back. No, I want to talk, talk about it. You know, so it's, it's, it's all about controlling the, the, the message up there. Mm -hmm. It's so interesting to me too, because it's no secret that there is a veto proof Republican supermajority. I think like if you're speaker, Brad Wilson, you already have so much power to control the narrative. This feels a step really far. Um, so we've talked about how the the rules are changing. I'm curious as to like the tone and tenor. How is the relationship, do you think, between the legislature and the press changed over your decades of reporting on these issues? This year, it seems uh, there's there's a lot more of a move to uh, uh, keeping us more at arm's length. There should be a tension between us. But they're also trying to tilt the playing field so they don't have to deal deal with this unless it's absolutely ne- necessary or they decide how they uh, how 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 we're always playing on their field. How does this negatively affect the public? One hundred percent impacts the ability uh, for us to find out what is going on. That that's one hundred percent what what these new rules will do. It's going to make it so they tighten down on the access that we have. To people who work for the public, they work for the public. This is not, this is not about me. This is about reporters' access, and that's why I'm so outraged about what they are trying to do, because uh, uh, you know it's just it's just dirty dirty pool, and they're just trying to keep keep a lid on stories from come coming out. Mm-hmm. Well, and it seems like in their ideal worlds, every communication is a press release. And basically, instead of you going digging for this kind of information, that you would only be able to rely on press releases. And you said in a tweet, something I think is really important, which is that transcription is not journalism. Transcription is not journalism. I say that all the time. They would be super happy uh, if we would sit there and just live tweet hearings and write stories off their press releases. They would be so happy if if, if that was the way that this went down. On the other side, while this feels like a consolidation of information, uh, uh, a way to keep the press at arm's length, what I've learned over my 23 years up at the Hill, there are always people who have ambitions beyond the current person who holds an office. Um, You know, so there are people who have ambitions beyond Brad Wilson. Now I got to find that person because you know what? That person's going to talk, talk to me, or at least be open to talking to me or talking to someone. There's always a, a thought in politics that the last thing to happen is going to be the last thing that happens. And that's never, ever the case. And people are so, so short-sighted. So, you know, it just means that I have to work a little bit ha- harder to find pe- people who are going to tell me what is going on because it's important to know what is really happening up there, not just the happy press re- releases. This is very frustrating and um, I think alarming. And I guess the last question that I have for you is, is what do we do about this? Is there anything that can be done? I'm not going to say, you know, you need to go up there and fight for me. No, you don't. You know, I'm, I'm a journalist. I'm paid to do this. This is my job. But if you care about this sort of thing, you know, uh, maybe you'll go and find out a little bit more about it. But again, I'm not going to tell anybody to do anything. All I'm telling you is this is why it's important to you 
as a person who lives in a representative de democracy because these people are making decisions with your money, with policies around the state, with uh, uh, decisions that are going to affect your life. And my job is to give the best available truth when I report re it. And that's it. Brian Shaw, thank you so much for your time. Thank you for, for having me. I appreciate it. The resolution Brian mentioned that would require members of the press to have a legislative escort passed last week with bipartisan support. One of the resolution's proponents, Senator Dan McKay, had this to say during the hearing, quote, how do you classify the press as the voice of the people? Help me understand that, because the last I checked, that was my job. You've never been elected. Your job is, you know, for the most part, advertising based and supported by television programming, etc. End quote. It's certainly an interesting take on accountability. And if it makes you angry, consider subscribing to a local news outlet today. That's our show today on CityCast Salt Lake. And yeah, it's kind of grim. So we wanted to leave you with a reminder of why we live in this beautiful place and why it's worth fighting for. The editor of the Sugar House Review, Catherine Indermar, wrote a poem for Utah while watching the sunset alpine glow on Mount Olympus. And here she is reading it for us. I'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. Bye. Hi, this is Catherine Indermar reading my poem, Pandemic at Sundown. Across the valley, a ruby sunset ripens the peak's pale faces with light. I forget briefly that night is coming. Forget to check the news. Think instead how the sun always bursts from below like the bright stem of some earth-held bulb. Sunshine colors the ache of this distance between the mountain and my memory of the mountain. Before all this, how light sifted ochre up there through lodgepole needles. No, not the memory, but the realness of it. The glow still being there as here, through my window and several miles of air besides. I see it now as ever. Color wants to be this gift the light carries and never sets down. <laughs>